Hi and welcome to episode 61 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and This Reportage family and I'm a photographer too. Super to have the very lovely Chelsea Canar on the podcast today. Chelsea is one of the best UK wedding photographers and was ranked in our top 100 worldwide list of 2020 with four reportage awards won in the year, one of which she tells us all about how she captured in this episode. I've had the pleasure of meeting Chelsea at a TIR Christmas party and it was lovely to catch up with her here. Stick with us today as Chelsea talks all about her military upbringing and living in a boarding school, taking chances with your photography whilst also having backup plans, a very tricky conundrum about what album she'd take to a desert island, how a chance encounter at work had a profound effect on her photography journey, super tips and insights on social media and why it's so important to be yourself, and much, much more. Thanks so much if you submitted to our first collections of the year, by the way. We had a record number of submissions on both our wedding and family sites, which was just really fantastic to see. Our judges are currently poring over the thousands of submissions. The results will be revealed within the next couple of weeks. Right, over to Chelsea. Hey Chelsea, how are you doing? Hi Alan, I'm fine, thank you, how are you? I'm good, yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, sorry, we're both giggling a bit there because I just messed up saying your name like twice in a row. How bad is Literally. that? <laughs> After <laughs> talking like in detail about how to pronounce the surname, you oh. yeah, got the first name wrong. <laughs> oh, that's so bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we should have spoken about the first name. It's not like it's a difficult name to say. It's just that's oh. so funny. I do it all the time. I like call, use names interchangeably at weddings and call people like completely the wrong name and half of them just roll with it like they're so funny <laughs> it's such a british trait isn't it to not pick up on people calling you the wrong name or something yeah. Yeah. um well thank you for for joining me today talking to you it's really nice um how are things with you i don't know why i said it in that such long way then but yeah how are things with you that's fine he's trying to drag out the content i understand <laughs> um yeah no no I'm fine thank you it's um at the minute it's not too bad my uh my other half works away like two months on two months off so at the minute this lockdown and over Christmas he's been back home um and he goes back on Wednesday so I after then I don't know (laughs) oh yeah and there'll be a whole two months without him then yeah yeah um I've only had two weddings postponed this year one of them was supposed to be in january but so that one wasn't surprising um but then hopefully that'll be rescheduled while he's away she's very keen to get married <laughs> and okay God. yeah i get that oh, and what was i mean what was last year like for you in general i mean before we go on to the negativity of last year i want to start with the positive of last year is that you know congrats for ranking our top 100 photographers worldwide which is an incredible achievement honestly before reportage awards won it's so difficult to win one but yeah that that's a little positive but i mean i guess yeah how was 2020 in in general for you um so yeah that was a that was a high for me i managed to squeeze <laughs> to the end of that list there so i was quite great <laughs> like my my goal for last year was like set these little personal goals i'm sure everyone does i was like i just if i can get one i'll be quite happy and then they just kept going and i was like Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like buses it's like buses yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but in general last year was just like a whirlwind weird year like um when it all I think it was really going to be like my first year doing like m- like more weddings as my job right. um so I ended up pushing quite a lot of them back obviously as like everyone did but I still managed to do like maybe 10 I don't I think How it was about you, wow. that. um I what, just 10 all big major weddings or like, no, COVID all, weddings? like mostly all small ones like I, I totally doubled down on my um I think I like advertise a deal for like three hours. Um, so a lot, I got a lot of like new bookings almost from that. And then a lot of my couples, they were quite chill about it anyway. Like quite a lot of them were like, we're going to have a smaller day anyway. So we'll just downsize it and it'll be okay. Oh, I mean, doing 10 is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I only shot two the whole year, which is. Oh. Uh, I feel like still, I would just panic. I would be like, even the, the small ones I did, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can swear. I was like, 
oh crap i forget you everything. can swear no it's fine <laughs> yeah you can swear it's adults it's all good it's all good okay cool um but then aside from that obviously like i said my other half works away at sea but he ended up being on um so i was in the, the process of like i was living with my parents at the time um i'd come out i'd like come out of a relationship the year before sold a house and um was living back with them for a bit because I'd gone self-employed and I was like, I can't do anything with no man's land. Oh yeah. Uh, like, uh, but then really that was kind of a blessing because there was a lot of pressure off for like finances when a lot of this hit. Um, That's true. And then Louis was away. He ended up being away for four months. Um, I didn't see him for because of COVID and I was waiting to, in the middle of that, we, we were going to move to, well, I was moving to Liverpool. Um, so that was all on hold. Then all the weddings were on hold and like just planning for the future in general was just on, on hold. So oh, it's, it's so true, isn't it? It's like life is, yeah, as you say, it's been put on hold. Yeah. He worked, did you say he works away at sea? Yeah. So he's in the um, Merchant Navy, which is not the Navy Navy. <laughs> Um, oh, okay, cool. Just yeah, navigates a, a ship. It's oh, wow. a lot more than that, but that sounds cool though. Yeah. But that that must be tough being yeah so much um, away from each other as well. And oh yeah, what a year! And so you said it was going to be like one of your first kind of big major year for weddings as well. So that must have been even more kind of disappointing then. Yeah, I was a bit like I kind of between stuff because I'd, I'd I'd wound down my like. I sort of like outpriced myself from a few like freelance design jobs because I was like, well, if I'll take on like more of a more of a split towards weddings. Um, so I was sort of like suddenly without work <laughs> on both sides because I'd like wound down so I had time for the weddings. Oh, then yeah. the weddings didn't happen. But like I say, luckily I was I was back at um <laughs> Like every adult wants to be, I was back with my parents for lockdown. Oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Delightful situation. <laughs> but in a way, I guess it was nice because otherwise it's hard to actually see your family during this time if you're not actually in their kind of bubble and living with them really. Yeah, 100%. It was sort of a blessing because they took on um, two, I've got a niece and a nephew and um, do some like family things they had to come round and stuff um and then my sister was like one of my sisters I've got three little sisters oh, really? um but I saw quite a lot of like my family because of childcare reasons and the fact that I lived back at home with my mum and dad who were the, the childcare people so in that sense it was really nice to not be alone mm, I get that yeah I can't imagine what it's been like for some people who are literally living alone and oh, maybe just in little flats as well without any kind of outdoor space as well. It's uh, Everyone is just in such different circumstances and oh, it's just been... Anyway, mental. Anyway, let's go. Let's go off. Let's yeah. This, this year is going to be more hopeful for this year. More hopeful. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, I'm optimistic, but I just, you just... I try not to think about, I don't know if it's like a bury your head in the sand attitude, mm. but I'm like, well, I'll deal with the problems if they arise. Um, I didn't really like send out the reassurance emails to my couples or anything. Cause I just, I thought I just didn't want to tempt fate. I was like, I'll wait for people to come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to like scare people. I was like, well, if somebody's thinking about like going ahead anyway, and then I accidentally push them into like postponing or. I totally uh, so get that. I'm the same as you. I didn't do those. those I did that as well. Um, I totally get that. And I think just for me, I mean, just staying off social media as much as possible. And like, you know, there's little groups where a lot of wedding photographers just talking with each other and it's so doom and gloom and maybe they're right, but it just doesn't help my state of mind. So I think just not, not being in that kind of discussion is generally better for me. And I don't like, I find it interesting to, to see. And then because obviously it's just it is hard reading especially when I'm when I was saying I luckily on the finance side I didn't have to deal with too much of a like a stress but definitely seeing a lot of people that I know with like 
the kids and the mortgages and I was just like oh it's just hard reading even just seeing other people struggle like you say mm. Definitely. Oh, anyway, anyway, let's 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 change tack, Chelsea. <laughs> and I said your name there correctly without any hesitation. <laughs> um, so I read on your bio that you had a military upbringing and lived in places such as Germany and Cyprus, um, and then went to boarding school, which all sounds very exotic and exciting. So yeah, can you tell us a bit more about that? You know, and and then how you came to be a photographer. What was your journey? That's why it's just on there to make me sound like an interesting, exotic person. (laughs) It does sound really exotic, that, though. It's cool. It's just totally normal to me. Like, my, um, so my dad was in the the army, in the, in the Rimi, um, and I was technically, I was born in Salisbury, but I don't think I've ever been, um, technically a southerner with a northern twang. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so we used to move around every two years. We did like we did we did Germany quite a lot. I mean, there's a lot of army bases in Germany. Um, okay, a few places in England, and then when we were in Cyprus, I was about like nine, I think. Um, nice. And what the army do if you're in if you're in the army, they pay. For they pay for ninety percent of your fees if you want to go to, to boarding school. Um, okay. Obviously, for a lot of children, like once you sort of get in secondary school age, like to be moved around every two years is quite disruptive or considered mm. disruptive to your education. So, yeah. Um, so I think when I was like, yeah, when I was like ten or whatever, I don't, I don't know the exact ages, but I came over here. Um, I came over to England with my mum and we went and looked at schools um it's just surreal like and so you go to then I picked Keswick um because it was pretty I don't think I'd ever seen like all the hills and and stuff before no nice yeah it's really nice and coming from like uh, Cyprus at the time to like I think it was winter when we came to visit and there was all like snow snow on the fells and stuff and it was the one that felt most like home oh that's cool yeah so you used to go we used to live in the boarding house and then you just go to school like normal and then you just live at school yeah and i can't imagine go. was it cool did you enjoy it was it was it fun um it's fun until so i would say like uh up until year nine i don't know what age that is again but like oh, when yeah, basically- what is that? that's about about 14 is it 15 yeah. is it no um you might be like up until like 14 when you start to want to be like in, in britain like the the youth culture is like go to the park and have a few drinks with your friends <laughs> that's true <laughs> could it could you do that at all you what, sorry? Could you do that at all uh, were you allowed to like out and stuff I do, but we had all these like tricks like um if you said you were going to the cinema on a friday you were allowed to come back whenever the film ended oh nice so we all used to say we were going to the cinema and you just walk around like hanging out (laughs) so it was really interesting until (laughs) until the headmistress like waited outside of the cinema one night and like literally ticked off a list of everyone who came out oh no (laughs) (laughs) Who said they were going? Actually, went to the film. Oh, that's funny. Right lines. Um, you get like grounded at school. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, and I know oh, so. it's good. It's really. I, I find it really interesting. I find it really interesting. What was the food like? Is it good food at like boarding school? No, it's awful. It's just like, it? it's just like imagine going to the can, literally to the canteen for your breakfast. And then back to the school, the school cafeteria, even for lunch, just normal school stuff. And you get this special little plastic card. So instead of like paying for your dinner, <laughs> you hand over like a special border card. Um, and then. Oh, do they have some non borders as well? Like... Oh, yes. Because it's like, um, I can't remember the, the. It's not that big of a school, but it's like 40 people in the boarding house. And oh, then okay. it's like public school with a, with a boarding house attached. Uh, okay, yep. cool. So you've got I just no imagine it being like um, like Harry Potter, really. That's what everyone says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have the Weasleys if it was Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you're a ginger, aren't you? You're a ginger. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. But no, it's it's just bizarre. You're just in school the whole time. Like, say you go back up after school's finished, you you go back to the boarding house, and then you go back to school, and you eat your dinner in the canteen, and then you go back to the school library to do your homework for an hour. Uh, yeah, it must be full on. It must it's be weird, on. yeah. But, How long were you at that school for then? Um, so I was there, so I was about six, 16. Um, the last year, my dad came out of the army, so they, my parents sort of like scraped together the last term's worth, bless them. And I travelled from, I travelled like an hour every day. They moved to, to Carlisle because it was close to my dad's last, um, my dad's last place that he lived or that he was like posted in the army was Catrick Garrison. Um, so that's quite close to Carlisle, which is why they ended up there. And I used to travel like an hour every day to get to school for the wow. last term. Gosh, what, like two hours, like an hour there and an hour back every day? Yeah. Wow, that's hardcore. Yeah, but luckily it was like just before GCSE. It wasn't very long. And then I came, then I went to live in Carlisle back with my mum and dad. And I went straight to the art college. Didn't do like, okay. did like your A-level equivalents, I guess. Uh-huh. Was that in photography or did you do graphic design or something? What did you yeah, do? Yeah, so I did, um, so for the the A-level equivalents, they were just like art, art and design, just like literally general everything. We did like a bit of dressmaking and they tried to get us to jewellery making and we did like, I mean, they're like the find yourself courses basically <laughs> to figure out what you want to do your degree in. Yeah. Um, but I had no idea. By the time my degree rolled around, like my tutors, my tutors would, they were the ones that were like, you should go for that and you should go for that. And I was like, okay, whatever, as long as I'm doing something creative, like it'll be okay. Um, I did apply for the photography course, but I don't know. I just thought, I thought with like graphic design, I could be, it's like master of all trades. Mm. <laughs> I don't know like naive but I thought to myself oh, I'm a graphic designer and I say I want to take photos people will do it or if I say I want to illustrate people will be like okay cool whereas I thought if I put myself on the photography degree I'm like closing too many doors yeah no I totally understand that and that's that's probably true isn't it a graphic design everyone needs graphic design graphic yeah. designers so, so yeah that makes sense so then so then how did you go from the graphic design to wedding photographer um yeah so the so the photography the photography was something that I like always I kept doing even though I did the graphic design degree and I got I did a lot of it like um commercially for for the graphic design because I don't know it's like a control thing <laughs> um but I just I knew when I was doing brochures and stuff I just knew how I want what I wanted the pictures to look like or like I knew what I wanted and then i could have like control over the whole thing (laughs) the look of the whole thing proper control Um, freak control freak (laughs) (laughs) um but then so i did a few i did one for a friend um oh no wait so i so when i was sorry when i was on my degree i I did have a job in like nightclub photography i was like the local (laughs) club photographer but not like you walk about girl who hangs out the key rings and stuff um just like the grotty indie club who want like drunk pictures to show everyone how fun it is to go oh, there yeah i get that that's cool <laughs> that was, was that quite fun that was been quite a fun job i loved it i loved yeah. it i like it's i met so many people and the great thing about it was all those people like grew up eventually <laughs> and worked in big companies who need designers and ah, that's handy. Yeah. so it's like a subconscious networking thing but i used to love it I just loved having a party as a student. Yeah. Um, it was like a night out for me. It's like a free night out. But yeah, then sounds you, good. you get to like harass people with your camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss those nights now as well. Just, just thinking about clubbing or rock nights in general. Gosh, man, it's been a long time already. Oh, I know. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I went on a night out. I used um, to love when we lived in Manchester. I used to go to Rockworld, Julie's Rockworld. Um, I, I feel like that. I've been there on an, and I've been to say, is it Satan's Hollow? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, been there uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. After like a gig or something. Yeah, good times. Uh, I've gone completely off track from my my story of how I got into. Oh. 
Oh yeah, how did you? Yeah, how did you get your first wedding and stuff? Um, yeah, so then I ended up because I've always been handy with the camera and I've always been the the camera pest on a night out. Or it was only a matter of time before, as everybody, somebody said, we shoot my wedding because they're trying to save money. Yeah, um, and I did it, and I hated it, and oh, it did was you? just yeah. just I just did. I'd never really seen wedding photos other than like wedding-y wedding photos so I did exactly what I thought I should do and I was so frustrated because it didn't look how I thought it should look and I didn't know what I was like trying to shoot and I just cobbled it together and like they were happy and it was it was fine but I was like that was stressful (laughs) (laughs) yeah I get Uh, that are they still are you still friends with them no (laughs) (laughs) for different reasons oh okay (laughs) okay Um, I know that's funny (laughs) so then I sort of like dropped it and I was like right tried that not interested whatever um and then a few years later I was like well maybe I could do it again like maybe if I like learn a bit more about it and I went and did a few more like second shooting and I was like I don't really sorry I'm fiddling (laughs) (laughs) you told me not to (laughs) that's funny (laughs) okay De- yeah so. definitely keeping that in that's good oh, god um yeah so I and then I was still like oh I don't really know I'm not really sure um and yeah so then a few years later when I was working at I was working at like a small design agency and we um we did a, we did a website and we did a lot of design work for one of like the really good local photographers um and she came in and she was speaking to my boss Gemma so so the photographer's name is Helen Whitaker and she's like amazing but anyway she came in and she she was asking if we knew anybody who was handy with the camera that she would need some help and um so everybody instantly was like Chelsea really good Chelsea can come along Chelsea will be there and I was obviously I'd like resigned to the fact that wedding photography wasn't for me at this point so I was like oh I don't really know Helen like I'll maybe come I'll do like one or two of you if you need the help and you know until you until you can find someone sort of attitude yeah um and I went with she was lovely so that's why I kind of wanted to help her um but she she was the first person to sort of show me that wedding photography could be int- like was interesting um okay. she put it in she put it in a way that was like interesting for me because she turned it into she turned it into like a not like a game, but like it became more of like a like an observational like thinking exercise. Um, when she was showing me about the documentary and the, like learning to anticipate stuff, and it just captured like just hit this little spark in me. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, so I, I second shot with her for like maybe a year um and she was oh, cool. really and she like sat with me all the pictures that I did like a good job on and like the reasons why they were good and what oh, that's really nice we cut and what I could do more of and she used to set me little tasks and be like right you're only using the 25 millimeter the 24 millimeter today um oh, that's cool and I want you to aim to get this or like aim to put people in shapes or so she turned it into a proper proper thinking thing for me. And oh, that's really cool. Yeah. What year was that then when you were doing that kind of year of second shooting? Um, I feel like that was like maybe 2017. Yeah, cool. Wow, you're really, yeah, you've, you're really quite fresh to this, which is really cool. You've done so well already. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, awesome. that's, that's why I feel like I'm just like, what is happening? Why are you asking me to do? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Oh, no, you're so good, though, Chelsea. It's so good. It's <laughs> really, it's really cool. Um, so then, so then, that, yeah, that really, that was like a kind of like a fate kind of encounter then, really. I wonder if, if she hadn't come into that agency and asking for help. I wonder if you would have ever got into this then. I wouldn't. Honestly, it was like, um, but then at the same time, like, I said yes to the opportunity. So, but she really did change, like, the course of my um my career so to speak uh, cool. and she was really supportive 
supportive and like other ways she was really supportive and like sending like lower price bookings across if she couldn't do them or oh, uh, cool. putting my name forward for like recommendations for small jobs for venues and stuff um oh, i know that's of course, really nice. like having somebody back you is is a big thing you know somebody recommending you mm. yeah i don't know it's nice yeah very cool and i guess then um with your graphic design knowledge as well it helped creating your own website and things did, did you do that then quite soon after starting second shooting for her and how uh, did you start it yourself i just i put it off for ages because even though i was really into the photography i was like oh i just want like i just i wanted to use it so so with the graphics it's it's like you it's freelance but you don't know where the work's coming from you can't like plan for it you don't know jobs go on for ages like um cash flow can be a bit of a a weird thing um so I thought to myself like oh if I do maybe like eight to ten weddings a year I've got this little base of income Mm. that that leaves me open to doing like other stuff um but then the bookings just kept coming Mm -hmm. and then people were like we really want to recommend you for work but we can't recommend you until we've got until you've got a website <laughs> yeah. so i like begrudgingly sort of cobbled together a website <laughs> which just seems like it should be something that i would enjoy doing but i think like every you know like a lot of photographers are saying they don't pick up the camera unless it's for work but i think a lot uh, yeah. of graphic designers like avoid doing their own work because it's always like the least interesting or that so makes sense too much you just you're never happy you're always like fussing um uh, yeah I bet. In, the, in the end i just used um i just used pixie set because i had i had my galleries with them uh, yeah. and i just thought having like this the, the 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 templates were really nice um and i just thought having structure there already will stop me spending longer on this than i need mm, that makes sense mm, yeah. yeah and with your graphic design skill then now have you been able to kind of go back into doing a bit of that during this you know horrible covid times have you done that at all yeah definitely so i did um i actually did david studs seo course which was really good yeah, cool. um a lot of time like rewriting my, my copy and looking at um looking at like tightening tightening things up and just thinking about how I wanted to present myself as a photographer I just wanted something really like looking at the pictures and seeing how everything flows together and in sorting out my pricing pages and and I definitely think because I did a lot of work on that um and yeah, I put my put my prices up partly because I won some awards, so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, go do it, do it." <laughs> um, so I was like, "Right, if I'm putting that up, I need to look like I've got my shit together." Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. And the site looks great. You know, the site looks really good, really good though. Yeah, yeah. fresh, modern. It's cool. Well, that's I, I don't I didn't I definitely just didn't want it to look like girly. Um, not that right. there's any problem with that, but I just don't think that's my that's not my like client base so I was like oh I just want it to look clean and yeah modern <laughs> yeah and it definitely does it's really it's really cool it's a really cool sign that's so cool so cool interesting hearing about your journey into this I, I love I love that let's change tack slightly no now let's change tack. um do you, are you, are you, do you watch much Netflix yeah I'm so bad um so I just it's it sounds really bad but I like I like background noise I just I don't know if it's cause having like lots of sisters and then being in like this, this boarding school and being like, I just can't really sit in silence. Um, so I often have my, a, like a screen to the side and I'm watching TV while I'm like editing pictures <laughs> or doing work. Like I've got Netflix on constantly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's cool i totally get that as well that's perfect as well because for this um kind of like new year of podcast episodes i'm just doing a little kind of netflix synopsis quiz where i'm just going to read out a little synopsis from a um a movie or a series and i'm going to see if you can name what it is watch me fail at all of them (laughs) after saying that go go no pressure no pressure no pressure um and yeah hopefully this is fun for people to play along with at home and anyway yeah i find it fun so i'm gonna do it i can do it um so okay first one chelsea okay this is a synopsis okay you ready 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. In 2019, a local boy's disappearance stokes fear in the residents of Winden, a small German town with a strange and tragic history. Oh, is that dark? It is. Nice. Yes. Boom. Right in. So Have you watched it? Watched it because it's all in subtitles. Yeah, but I've... <laughs> I've, I've like looked into whether it's worth watching oh it's <laughs> so it good it's honestly it's the best it's one of the best things i've ever seen it's amazing yeah i feel like it's something i need to give like my actual attention to so things like that i, I definitely like save to watch like, oh yeah that's true one. yeah with, with the subtitles you can't really be editing and uh, you'd have no <laughs> clue what's going on <laughs> yeah but, but but it's good that you got it and you haven't even watched it so that's really cool mm. yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, I massively recommend it. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. It's so good. So good. Okay. One out of one so far. Let's go on to to number two. Okay. Um, This is a film, just to say. Okay. An engaged young couple discovers that the more they get to know each other, the more unpredictable their commitment to getting married becomes. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Engagement, but... Did you say five-year engagement? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's very good. I've never seen it either. I just thought it's quite a good kind of like wedding related one to read out. Have you seen yeah. it? It's quite funny. It's so good. Oh, okay. Cool. I'll have to watch that. Well, two out of two. So this is good. This is good. Okay. You ready for a third? Okay, go. Okay. This is a series. Um, Daphne debuts on London's marriage market as a new gossip sheet sets high society at Twitter and Simon, the eligible Duke of Hastings, returns to town. Bridgerton. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> have you watched that? Watched that. <laughs> have you watched that? Uh, yeah, you have watched it. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. It's, uh, I was a bit like, what is this dross at first? And, like, it is a little bit, but it's, it's, fun it's fun dross it's easy to have on in the background because it's just i watched i watched the first half of the first episode and i quite liked it but only my wife didn't like it so yeah didn't watch anymore but i other people have said it's good yeah i feel like she should keep on with it like once it obviously everyone loves it it gets a bit steamier so okay that's always good that's always good i'm gonna tell her Okay, last one. Last one. This the next one is one of my very favorite films. So let's see if we can go for four out of four. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, this is silly, but it's fun. Okay. Um, while struggling to endure his tightly wound wife, an unfulfilling job, and a surly teen, a man becomes obsessed with one of his daughter's friends. Oh, is that um, American Beauty? Yes, boom! <laughs> so good, Chelsea. Four out of four. That is awesome. Yay. Yeah. Well, this is my achievement of the year now. And really, I feel like if no one else beats me, I need a little badge to put on my Definitely. Page. You've got to put it on your website. Put <laughs> I love that. I love American Beauty. Have you, have you seen that? Yeah. It is so good. But I just like, it's one of those things that I think soiled a bit by what happened with Kevin yeah. Spacey. But the film itself is so, so good. Like, I love stuff like that it's so true isn't it that kind of yeah what you say about space there it was so it's funny i was watching just another netflix series last night which is really good that pretend it's a city it's just come out it's, it's like a documentary talking to fran Liebowitz and yeah i've seen the um i've seen the ads for it crop up it's on my list i can't tell whether whether like she'll drive me insane oh um, she's so interesting cool. yeah you should watch it honestly she's so interesting and so funny uh, but she talks about that and that kind of separation when you know people like reading novelists from people who have done really bad stuff and that she can she can totally separate it she can still enjoy those things and separate what they've done in their personal life but it's different for everyone it's hard isn't it it's a, it's a difficult yeah thing. yeah i really i don't know yeah i like do struggle a bit with it so there were obviously like a, a while ago with like bands there was all these stories mm. coming out of how like horrible they were with groupies and stuff and um the guy from brand new i don't know if you listen to that's actually or... one but ba- I, I know i like we do like similar music but that's one band i've not listened to actually i should oh, do really good but he he was in a bit of a the the naughty corner for a bit so i didn't really listen to them for a few years but mm. i think it's it's easy to forget with time and then look at it more objectively like look at them as as like the work as a separate thing but it is hard 
Mm, totally. I totally get that. Um, I remember I loved the first Lost Profits album, like, and obviously, uh, and that was just awful. Awful. Yeah. Awful. I know someone, I knew someone that had a Lost Profits tattoo. Oh, so no. when I, I came across like that, they were the first person I thought of, and I was just like, you're going to have to black. It was quite big as well. So like, you're going to have to black out your entire, like, l- that section of the leg, because I don't think they could have gone over it. Oh, no. That's the worst. That is the worst. That is. <laughs> Oh, I was on the subject of music, actually. So uh, that's a good one. A little segue. Um, a totally original question here, but uh, obviously it's not. You're, if you're cast away on a desert island, what one album would you take with you? Ooh. It can't be like um, best of 2020 or something. <laughs> <laughs> best of woman who loves, a cl- <laughs> who loves all sorts. Um, <laughs> It's a tricky one, isn't it? I know. This is this is where you add out the, the pause, isn't it? And I'm like, for <laughs> which albums? I don't. It changes like year to year, so and what? it depends. On, like it changes on mood, but like last year, I don't know if I'm like in a to toss up between like a Phoebe Bridges one, possibly, but then also like that that first Arcade Fire album is one of my like favorites um oh, that's another band i've never really listened to actually we should do it's just like things that are very emotive um mm. uh, i don't know which one would it be <laughs> I love the pressure. <laughs> um everyone's at home thinking which one chelsea which one I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? Did you have a, a seminal album of your youth, you know, or your teenage years, you know? Well, according to the the Spotify, like, decade wrapped thing, it, it was one of those, um, it, it was the Coed and Cambria that were, like, up at the top. But oh, that's cool. I know. I feel like, I feel like they reflect, for me now, that's like a, it's like a memory of, like, youth rather than something I'd, like enjoy constantly now oh that's um, funny because only uh, literally yesterday i was listening to a coheed album by walking my dog i don't remember the name of the i never can remember the names of the albums because they always have like really long titles but it's ridiculously named albums yeah but it's i think <laughs> it's, it's was it in keeping songs. secrets yeah in keeping secrets i don't know four or whatever it was i was listening wow. to that yesterday i saw them i've seen them live a few times i ah, oh, they're so good though they're so they're good so tight. like they're so good um Claudia's got that ridiculous like double guitar as well. Yeah, it's proper <laughs> it cool. Some of the songs. But yeah, they're really I saw them support Deftones once and I think that was like that was a really good oh, gig. I bet that was an awesome gig. Yeah, I've seen Deftones a few times. Deftones are coheed on the same bill, it's cool. Yeah, I know. And I went to a music festival once and they like co-headlined with um Fry Switcher and one of my Oh uh, yeah, that was a ba- band I never really listened to much. Which festival was that? Was it was it Leeds or something? Or... Um, it was it was called Heavy, and it was like uh, it was in Kent, I think. It was like at an animal park, so you could go you could go watch like, like your heavy rock music, and then you sleep your tent. Then you can get up and you can go to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds perfect. That sounds perfect. It's bizarre, but it worked. Um, uh, that's cool. But yeah, I don't know. Favorite album to take? I'm just gonna say that. Arcade Fire. Um, I can't remember what it's called. The first one. <laughs> That's good. The one album that you're going to take away, you don't actually know the name of. I like it. <laughs> oh no, stop it! No, I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm not doing that. It's. I'm. I'm going to take the um, Stranger in the Alps by Phoebe Bridges. Oh, I don't have a clue what that is. It's a good one. It's a. It's her debut album. That's really nice. Okay. I will allow you to have, have that on your desert island. Thank you. <laughs> You're safe from COVID, though, on that desert I'm island. Gonna, I'm going to die from sunburn first on a desert island anyway. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of time to, to listen to music. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, cool. Let's go, let's go back to your photography, um, Chelsea. In one of your specific repertage wars, I think, is just brilliant. Um, it looks to be from a COVID wedding, and you've shot it kind of like through the, gro- is it the groom's legs. I think it's the groom. Is yeah, it? it's with the yeah. groom's legs. And you can see the bride who looks to be entering, uh, look, well, to me, looks to be entering the ceremony room, I think. Um, yeah. It's yeah. such a cool, unusual, dynamic composition. I think it's so great. Um, yeah, this one, can you tell us more about, about that shot? Yeah, so I'd seen a while ago, because I'm always like looking at 
everyone else's work, obviously, like everybody is. And I'd seen like a first dance shot through someone's legs. And I thought, that's that's really cool. That's like, um, I'd love to do something like that. But the, the opportunity, it just has to be the right moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I was in the ceremony room and I've been in, It's luckily it's one I've been in like quite a few times. So I knew the only way to get, getting the bride coming in, it's, it's not like the most interesting. There's a, there's a fire exit sign like right above the door and the lights like to the side. And, and then I could see like the groom, like where he was stood. And I was like, Oh, there's a bit of a gap in between his like legs. And I was like, if I just line this up, I was like, maybe I could block the fire exit sign. Uh, clever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just took a pun cause I thought like if she comes in, sometimes people walk in front of them. Do you know what I mean? I was like, if this doesn't work, I'll, I'll try and get her coming in through the legs. Pray to God he doesn't move. Mm-hmm. Um, pray to God somebody doesn't stand in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought, if I don't get it, I can just stand up really quickly and get some pictures of her coming in on like the wide angle that was on my other. So I think that was like 35 mil, maybe shot that on. And then okay. a wider one. So I had like a backup, but sometimes you just have to take a bit of a a pun on a shot if you have it in your heads i totally agree with you i think that's the thing that can separate just normal good coverage to the outstanding captures really it's being brave as well and and going for it and as you said as well you had a backup in your in in plan as well if it didn't happen so yeah it's really cool really really cool yeah very cool how many people were actually at that wedding was it really small guest list then um yeah that was I think that was just a 15 one. It was just family. So they booked me for, they booked me for like a really cool, I'm really excited for their wedding. They'd like renovated a barn at home instead of, they thought rather than paying money for like a venue, um, cause it's quite rural Cumbria. They'd, they'd bought this farmhouse and they'd, they thought, oh, we'll, we'll renovate our own barn at home and have people over. Um, so it didn't go ahead in the end and they, they scaled it back and they were like, oh, we'll have our, our ceremony and we'll party later and then yeah they they booked a party for a day that i couldn't do it um, oh, no. i know i was good so they're such they're such a nice couple as well um so, so what they- we, instead i was like well i'll take you up a hill <laughs> like you know i've got all this time and all this stuff to shoot i was like let's get out into the lakes and oh, that's nice uh, she said her her uh, family owned like farmland and her what we did, we went up the hill where a mum, a mum's favourite walk is, and where a mum's ashes are scattered and stuff. So mm, wow. it was just nice, um, and it allowed me to take some pretty portraits. <laughs> oh, that's cool though, and that's cool. Do they, do, do they also know that like that image, the through the legs shot? I don't know if I should call it the through the legs shot, but you know what I mean. Um, do they know that that's like being awarded and things? Yeah, they love it. They're oh. just like, um, I just think people if the. If it's something on you, like a bit different like that, they're like, they're quite proud that it's like from their day. Yeah, totally. Um, But yeah, she follows me quite actively on social media and she found me on, I think she messaged me on Facebook originally. So she'd seen it and she was like, I love it. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It's it's such an awesome capture, honestly. It's really, it is really cool because I think... it's to do it's one of those big elements you know like first kiss or walking down the aisle those big moments if you can capture those big things differently like you've done there it's really it's brave and it's just yeah really really awesome it's really cool it's a little bit like you say it's just like some of its experience of knowing the room and then you can you can just plan for what didn't go right last time um Mm. or take a shot on like on something different if you've like seen something and you think oh it would be really cool if that happened i mean it doesn't usually happen (laughs) (laughs) but if you know that it could happen then you're always sort of like watching out for it Mm, that's so true yeah it's so true no it's super super stuff um anyone's listening now whilst doing your daily exercise or 
doing the pots. I always listen to podcasts while doing the pots. I know my wife hates me using the phrase doing the pots, but that's that's what it is to me. I don't know why it's doing the pots. But anyway, yeah, uh, head to thisreportage.com and I'll include that reportage award that um, Chelsea just spoke about there. Um, you just mentioned also, Chelsea, about social media there and how that, that bride follows you and things. How What is your kind of like love affair with social media? Do you, do you love it, hate it? It sounds like you love it and you seem really good at it. Um, so, yeah, just yeah, how oh, do you get on with you. it? Yeah, I'm particularly like a, um, I don't think I'm a particularly like shy person. I do get nervous, but I'm not too bothered about like showing my face and I'm, I forced myself. I, when I, sorry, I started forcing myself to put a picture on every day. Um, right. Is this on Instagram or Facebook or both? On or? Instagram, I, I'm mm-hmm. sort of, okay, I'm over Facebook a little bit, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Facebook is like an afterthought for me at the minute because I don't think my audience is I've never I never really I don't know what I'm saying now <laughs> no that's good well that makes sense do you think that maybe yeah maybe your kind of clients and your kind of market are more use Instagram more I think so yeah um but I started putting on a picture every day like forcing myself to just put out content and um people started saying to me oh you know people who I know not like clients and stuff but they were like oh you look so busy with weddings and you look so like you look this and you look that and I I thought to myself well it's just another thing like having a good website that it's not tricking but uh, like it's this impression that Mm. like you say I haven't been doing it that long so it was like putting out content that as if when it started it was as if I had more weddings than I yeah. had oh that's totally great business sense yeah that makes yeah. sense totally. um, and then sort of getting over that um that fear of having your photos judged and stuff and is this photo good enough to be on and is this photo um gonna get that many likes I was like if I'm just consistent and I put something on and it becomes part of like my daily routine then it's yeah the hardest thing is thinking of a caption (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I don't don't mind engaging with people on social media and I just see it as another tool to to showcase your work and people I think people think you disappear if you're not active on it people think that you've just stopped Mm, working you've just stopped doing weddings that is so true. Yeah, it's, it's so true that to be consistent is so important. Um, and that's something that I've let slip with kind of my own photography, you know, because we'd start, we're doing this reportage, this reportage family. I'm really active on those. And then I have a lot less time for my own photography. So I, I've let that slip. But yeah, it totally makes sense to be consistent. Yeah. And as you say, people probably do think that you just, especially in these times, if you stop posting, they probably think you've just, you know, gone under maybe. So they don't do it on, but people just for, forget you exist. If that makes sense, when you're like, but yeah. if you're, if you sort of put, if you put yourself subconsciously at like the, the forefront of like people's minds, they, they'll always remember, you. they think you're working. I don't know how to describe it. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and it's so true. <laughs> and it's so important. Um, and not only are you showing your consistently great work as well, though, I mean, you, you really good, I think, at showing your personality on social media, which is, I think, probably the most important thing about social media, really. And yeah, because you do loads of like Instagram stories and things as well. Do you find, you know, do you have clients who, who mention stuff that you put in your stories and how they, you know, I don't know, how your personality comes across and things? Um, yeah, I get quite a lot of um, people sort of, it's usually any if I put up anything that's a bit like funny mm-hmm. <laughs> or something, I don't know, something about myself and you get a lot of people like engaging with like, oh, I like that or I like that. And mm. um, it's it just, I always encourage couples when they book me to like, to add me on social media, um, like as a, in, a, in like a friend sense, because I just think it breaks down those barriers of um, accessibility. It, you know, you can very easily, I don't like when I was a teenager, I had loads of friends that I like had met online, but never met in real life. It sounds stupid, um, but it makes you feel like someone's, like you know someone, mm. even if you've never met them. That's and I think true. people hire people. So you're doing yourself a disservice 
if all you're showing is your pictures. Totally agree. I totally agree. I think it's so important. Um, and did, did you know? Do do you do you like second guess yourself though? You know, like when you're thinking in, in an Instagram story, do you think, oh, maybe I don't know. Should I put this up? Should I not? Or are you just like, this is me. I'm just going to put up whatever. You know, I'm just interested. I like second guess myself all the time. <laughs> not just about just like everything, but you have to put that to one side. Like even you asking me to, I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to say something stupid or <laughs> do something. I don't know, ridiculous, ridiculous at a wedding or, but the more you are yourself, the less you have to pretend to be someone else. And often pretending is more exhausting than just letting people like you for who you are. You know what I mean? Like the, the more I am on my like social media feed or the Instagram stories or whatever, if, if somebody is not engaging with that, then I'm, they're probably, I'm not the person for them. Mm, um, totally. It's such a personal thing. Like if they don't think that we'd be friends in real life, then I probably shouldn't be coming to their wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's so true though. It's so true. I t- I'm 100% with you there. 100% with you. It's not like we don't need to appeal to 100% of brides and grooms. You know, we just need, well, I don't know, well, everyone, everyone's situation is different, but you need like, I don't know, 20, 25, just couples who just dig you, dig what you do and dig who you are as well. And those are the people that we want to shoot for. And then it means we end up having, everyone's happy then. Well, exactly. You can't, like, even your work can't appeal to everybody if you appeal to everybody you appeal to nobody really mm, like that's true um obviously i'd rather people like engage with me on social and like liked me as a person <laughs> everyone wants to be liked but mm. i no longer take it as personally i think if i'm not someone's cup of tea yeah Work-wise as well um that's, cool. that's such a good attitude you really book you they love you do you know what i mean they're like it has to be mm. you or we look to everyone else's work and you stood out to us yeah yeah that's so good it's so good cool that was such a good segment i love that you did some great quotes there about not pretending to be it's more exhausting to be someone else as well than just being yourself i think that's awesome so yeah i know i sound like the i sound like a self-help book (laughs) (laughs) it's all good it's really really good i think um people find that really interesting to listen to as well because i think i think maybe a lot of wedding photographers or family photographers as well you know they want to do more on social media me included and 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 you know show more of their personality but it can just be a bit daunting and a bit scary to kind of start doing it it's making that jump and and you know, try not to think you know how people if they're going to be judging you and not caring if they don't like what they see really anyway yeah i try not to ask too many people's opinions because mm. i find that that makes me second guess myself more like if i'm if i'm open to it like obviously if i'm showing someone like whose work i admire my portfolio i'm like looking for feedback you know i'm like receptive to it but day to day i just tend to think what do i want to to do <laughs> a bit selfish actually. no it's not selfish it's not selfish i think that's good really good otherwise you can just be you can become too influenced by other people and then your work or everything about your business can be too generic. You know, if you just listen to everybody, I think it's, you've got to have faith in your courage in your own convictions. And then, and then you become unique then, you know, and then that's the sure. best thing of the day. So. But then as well with like the thing, I can't put across like this. Um, I'm quite involved on a wedding day. When I, when I first started, I thought I was going to be one of these photographers who just like blends into the background and I'm like, you won't see me and I'll be just like a guest. And, um, but I'm just not <laughs> I very quickly found out that that's not me. <laughs> that's cool though, isn't it? It's good that it's good just to be yourself. I bet people love you at a wedding and being that kind of, um, proper presence. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure they would tell you if they did it. <laughs> nice reviews, so I think I think I am. <laughs> it's all no, that's all good. That's all good. Um, is there anything that bugs you about our industry at all, apart from the complete lack of work at the moment? Other than that, um, I, t- I don't know if it's like I it's like a double-edged sword because I've I've had like both ends of the spectrum, like um. The first wedding fair I ever went to, I, I went to help out um, Helen, the woman who mentored me. Yeah. And she was like, 
go around and introduce yourself to some suppliers and say hi to the other photographers. And when I went and spoke to them, they were just like, I don't, they were very dismissive of me. They were quite, um, like, one of them was like, oh, you should run before you get, like, into it. And Really? Yeah, they were, um, uh, like, kind of like, oh, another person, which I do get, like, because I'm, I know people say all the time, like, oh, it's a saturated market. and But then on the flip side, I have, like, all these great people who are always, like, willing to help me and always championing my work and stuff. So, it, yeah, it's um, – I would definitely say there's, like, a big negative community or, like, outlook for some – on one side of photography i don't know mm-hmm. yeah i wonder if it's people i don't know what it is i know what you mean as well because as you say there's so many people who are just so friendly and so open and like not totally non-guarded with their kind of like trade secrets everyone just shares things which is awesome but then there is another kind of subsection where it's that yeah you're just not as welcomed are you really yeah I've, so when I when I first started, I, I did feel that a bit, but luckily I had, um, I had the opposite side to like bolster me up. But if I was just coming into it and that was all I was faced with, you know what I mean? I, I probably would have, probably would have run. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. This people aren't very in weddings or. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I guess. I guess a lot of people are scared, aren't they? They're scared. Um, and I can understand it in one way as well. But it's it's just you can't go through life just um, just being scared of new people coming into the industry because it's always going to happen. It's always going to happen. Exactly. I'm sure I read a quote like the other day as well. It was just like people aren't undercutting your services. Like you're not being, you know, with regards to like people coming in cheap. Um, when they're just starting up but your 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 target like person at your level is not going to book them anyway do you know what mm. I mean yeah that's like, true I don't know mm. yeah yeah and no, it's all interesting though and it? yeah it's all interesting um the first dance Chelsea this is a, a subject that is always um is something that differs from photographer to photographer mm-hmm. do you how do you approach your first dance do you have like a set system or does it change for each wedding how, how do you do yeah. it so the first dance I'm, I'm not really like I'm not really a lover of the first dance, to be honest with you, Alan. I prefer the dancing, um, like when Mm. when everybody's on and it's a bit more involved. So the first dance comes on and I just sort of assess the light. If if a videographer's there and they've given me nice light, then I'm like super happy and I'll just piggyback off them. Um, Or if it's like a... If everyone's watching, I try and get it so that it's like them in the crowd um mm-hmm. but you only need like one or two nice pictures of the first dance and then then it's party time <laughs> yeah that's true that is true i can't remember those parties now i can't remember. i know i did i said that earlier as well but i really can't you know my my last full wedding that i shot was like january the 4th last year so i can't believe it's been over a year since i shot a full wedding it's mental yeah for sure like i had a nightmare about like my flash guns and I was I was at this wedding in my nightmare and I was like putting them on and I just had forgotten so I shoot on put my f-soft right up and shoot on manual mode and, and drag the shutter and I've got like a really wide angle lens on and stuff um oh. but they're all like so you have to set all the settings manually and set all the settings on your zoom and I was like on your flash even and in my dream I was just like floundering around with all this kit and I'd forgotten how to use it all and everybody was dancing and then people were like <laughs> pushing past me behind me to get onto the dance floor and I was like oh my god I'm like the entire party is like going past and I'm still there just scrambling with away. the flashes <laughs> oh, <it's horrible. laughs> oh that's proper nightmare that is I know <laughs> that's funny i had one recently a few weeks ago as well actually a, a wedding anxiety dream and i was at the front of the ceremony uh, and it was part way through the ceremony and i just looked down i just didn't have my cameras on me uh, so i was just standing there supposed to be photographing it and i didn't have any cameras 
So, yeah. That's like fear in your dream. So I read once that you don't dream about people, like you don't make up people in your dream. There, you can only dream about like faces that you've seen. So it's like people that you've passed in the street or like people you know. So when you like had that dream about a wedding, who were the couple? Oh yeah, for me, one. They were like an old couple. Like I'd already shot their wedding. So. Oh really? <laughs> no, I, I I don't remember who the couple were actually. I don't remember. Mm. Huh, mad mad i don't often have kind of like nightmares like that have you had any real ones any like major major mistakes or anything happen at a wedding um not yet <laughs> i like that that's facing <laughs> yourself like, like tapping away at my desk now because it's made a word <laughs> but, um, I, I take like so again, the woman who told me she had like three cameras because she was like, need a backup to your backup. And I'm so happy she like taught me all these things though, because I've got all my all my focal lengths are covered in sort of like I don't have doubles, but obviously you have to make plans for, you know, if a camera breaks or if one of your favorite your favorite lens um smashes, because I've had lenses like fall off or like cameras fall off and screen smash and stuff. Um oh, but nothing that stopped me from like getting on with the job okay that's yeah. good that's good good to know good to know you can use that uh, <laughs> you can use that audio excerpt on your site as well not made any major mistakes yet <laughs> uh, funny. um yeah i'm just thinking major mistakes i've made and i have I think i've said before though i think i did miss the first kiss once you know just the camera just didn't focus just chose that one little time to and it was one of those where that you know sometimes first kisses they can kiss for quite a bit can't they but it was one of those really quick ones yeah um, and i missed it because it just the camera didn't focus i am blaming the camera i am blaming the camera but it, it threw me as well you know because i chimped soon afterwards and it it threw me it did through i sort of say to people i'm like you can't I can't catch everything like mm. or some photos are just I mean they're not interesting to like us but they're interesting to them obviously because it's like their wedding but sometimes things happen like say maybe you'll have your first kiss but the, the priest will, will they have this habit of like diving in the way sometimes mm. Mm. Um, yeah or if they don't like kiss for a long time or sometimes they'll grab the head and you'll get the back of someone's head <laughs> that's true yeah we're not superheroes are we we can't always get everything yeah but most people are understanding about that to be honest yeah. Uh, yeah and the couples who aren't understanding with that you don't want to don't want to be shooting for them so yeah, good it's always good is that you know it's going to be a good wedding well a, li a little litmus test for me you know it's going to be a good wedding generally when they kiss at the start of the ceremony when they've just seen you know they've she's come down the aisle and they've just greeted each other and then they kiss and then you just like for me i always think yes this is going to be good uh, yeah i'm gonna have to look out for that from now on to me yeah. i always know it's a good wedding if they're like before the day if they ask me what i want to eat oh <laughs> that's yeah that's very good that they're is... nice people and they like care about me and they like want me to be involved and i'm like there must be just thoughtful nice people and for the most part that tends to be true that's so true mm. you know that is so true isn't it? just that just thinking of other people is so important you just want the people to be kind like i remember earlier on in my career um very early on getting at bridal prep and the, the 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 bride and the mom were like just shouting at each other literally shouting at each other i know obviously it's, it's a stressful situation at times but it just you know it just it just made me feel really awkward and and then conversely then weddings that i've shot at all different price brackets if they're just nice people they're always just really good weddings and they're just nice people yeah it's just it amazes me when you get these people who are just the dealing with i think it must be quite stressful to host i'm not married but i think it must be quite stressful to have a wedding to be honest with you mm. and they still take the time to come over to ask you if you like if you're having a good day <laughs> oh yeah. yeah and if like you're okay and you you need a drink or like they they ask you if you've been fed and i'm like oh my god how are you yeah how are you even like registering me <laughs> right now Aww. yeah that is lovely to be like that and it's awesome i love it that's cool. And it's not luck that you're getting clients like that. You know, you're getting nice people, I think, because people see how nice you are on social media as well. Nice people attract nice people, I think. 
No, it's true Plus though. Get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. Um, Chelsea. Okay. Awesome. This has been so good. Um, it's been we've been like an hour, so I'm going to ask um, one final question, okay, which cool. is going to be. Well, we talked about food, so it's going to be. Do you eat the canapes? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I do. I wait till they go around to do the round, and then you know you can see the waitresses looking a bit like like someone's told them to go get rid of the rest of the plate. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So I'm asking people, and everyone's sort of like had enough. Um, so that's when I'm like, right, this is fair game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice for that situation, though. Actually, yeah, I'm a check for when they've been told to go around and get rid of them. Yeah, yeah just go right. there. You can just sense it, like because I've I've waitressed before, so you can see that the um, you can tell that they're looking to get rid of what's on the plate. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh i miss i miss the canapes as well actually i do miss them oh, they're so good and late just always like little cumberland sausages in the late district as well oh really yeah oh yeah. that's cool that's cool oh chelsea thank you so much it's been so much fun talking to you yeah it's been a pleasure oh, really I feel like fun. it's just like I, I don't know you can't hear it but i'm just like smiling constantly but i imagine you're just smiling constantly while you're like talking away as well so oh i am I, it's cool we're both smiling though we can't see each other but we're both smiling it's very cool it's very cool um and i if anyone's listening now do head to thisreportage.com uh, or thisreportagefamily.com and i'll include that reportage award that chelsea spoke about as well and a, a link through to your website and you know f- fingers crossed for you and everyone for this year um hopefully i'll get to see you again this year because we met uh, at the tir christmas party didn't we yeah that was like yeah not the last <laughs> December but... was like what I'm doing Gavin took me along and it was great and I think I just like danced with your wife oh she's cool yeah <laughs> she says how lovely you were as well oh, so that, that's really nice. cool um yeah that was a lot not December just gone but the one before because we couldn't have it um that's just someone obviously I hopefully I'll be able to do it this year I just still don't know I guess don't know, don't know. fingers crossed fingers crossed indeed. we all need to drink <laughs> we do don't we and a dance I haven't danced I think I thought actually it was my um my daughter's ninth birthday at the weekend and we got like a little disco ball only this like cheap thing on Amazon's like 15 quid but it was really good and we all had a like little a disco just the four of us at home and it was really fun that sounds so good you need like a smoke machine as well oh just that would be go cool full on that is a good um, idea. <laughs> I use it for some cool pictures as well to be honest with you That's double true. that gas machine okay well it's my son's birthday in a couple of weeks so maybe we'll do that we'll yeah, do that awesome chelsea thanks so much for your time and all the best for this year thanks for having me alan no worries bye 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 you've been listening to the 61st episode of the this is reportage podcast love talking to chelsea hope you enjoyed listening head to thisisreportage.com to see the specific reportage award that she spoke about and a link to her website too We also have lots more episodes of the podcast available too, where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world, including Fabio Marula, Rowena Meadows, Liam Shaw of York Place Studios, Darren Kerwin, Alison Bounce, Jill Streifland, Sam Docker, Tyler Workin, and many more too. If you're not yet a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice on some of the world's best photographers, and much more too. No poses, nothing staged, this is reportage. And this is bye for now. Hey, Chase. <laughs> oh, God. I was waiting so long for that intro for it to start working. And then <laughs> Chesney or something. Name right. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm going to cut that bit. So I'm going to say hello now. I don't need to stop recording. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Can add this as an extra bit as well. Right. Okay. Hey, Chelsea. I can't say your name. can't say your name. Chelsea. Chelsea, it's easy to say. It's easy. Hi, Aylan. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, I'm going to start again. Right, okay. Okay. Right.